It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Eight hundred eight two three eight two five five. Good morning. I am Ron Wilson, your personal yard boy, talking about yarding on this Labor Day weekend. Uh, fun hearing from Doctor Alan Armitage in our uh, last hour, and of course, go to his website, alanarmitage.net. You can sign up for his newsletter. Uh, he doesn't bombard you with all kinds of things, but just uh, he, he talks about books that he's reading and places he's visited. So it's it's about gardening as well as other things as uh, that you'll learn about as well. As a matter of fact, a couple of the books he's recommended that he reads has been reading personally. I uh, picked up and enjoyed them as well. So you'll like it. And, of course, all of the books that he writes are fantastic. And he has changed his writing style over the years, uh, especially like this a perennial book, the the Bible of perennials. Um, so he, he's like, he's talking to you and I like that format. It's much easier to read, um, great instructions in there for you, but it's, it is the Bible on perennials. And if you're getting into perennials more and more all the time, that's one of the reference books that you want. And we use that, uh, both on a professional level, um, as le- as well as, uh, you know, amateur gardeners, home gardeners, folks that are just interested in perennials. Um, it's, it is truly, uh, the Bible. And of course, you've always heard me talk about a great book, uh, of Naked Ladies and Forget-Me-Nots, written by Dr. Armitage, about the story behind the meaning, the uh, the names of plants, how they got their names. Very interesting stories about those. Fun read, a great gift for anybody to read, uh, and it's called Of Naked Ladies and Forget-Me-Nots. And you'll find all of those, plus his gardening app uh, gets top ratings. I think it's $4.99, $4.99. I kid him about it all the time. Um, but it's uh, he updates it all the time. Great gardening information. Uh, but again, you'll find all of that on his website at alanarmitage.net. And I'll tell you, .net. And I'll tell you, we are privileged to have him on our show on a regular basis. He uh, he's a busy man out there. Trust me. All right, back to the gardening phone lines. We shall go to um, uh, Athens, Ohio. Jay, good morning. Morning, Ron. Yes, sir. I got some questions. Poison hemlock. Mm-hmm. I've tried Roundup, and I've tried Ground Clear. 
and it takes the foliage away, but when it comes back, it comes back with a vengeance. What can I use to get rid of it? Um, well, those those are the two products. You know, you can use a regular weed killer, um, you know, with the 2,4-D. Use something like with a Trimac that has three different uh, killers in there. You can use something like that as well. I think the thing to remember about poison hemlock is that, you know, it does come up. It, it's a biennial, so obviously it's coming back up from seed, so you'll get the you'll get one phase that looks like the fronds of a fern, and then the second year is when you get it that comes up and it grows you know five six feet tall, seeds flowers and seeds and starts all over again. So, pre-emergent herbicides in those areas also help because they will help to stop the seeds from germinating and growing. So you go after it two ways. So you you know you use it both you use both the uh, uh, the Roundup or Kills All or a uh, broadleaf weed killer if it's not around other desirable plants um, to kill the foliage that you would have on there. But do remember it will also come up from seed. So you've got to watch for that, and that's what you're getting probably is that second round of the seeds coming up, and you've killed the plant. Um, you're just getting more seeds that are germinating and growing. So try a combination of the two the pre-emergent, and the spray, and see if that helps you out more. All righty. But I do cut the heads off if they get too tall in the back 40. Yep. But, they'll, you know, that's, but again, those seeds but, will blow right back in from other areas for you. If you that's, that's one of the keys is making sure you don't let it go to seed to start to reduce the populations. But remember, there are seeds that are probably in the ground, and they do last for several years. So they can still continue to pop up in those areas. So, I mean, that's that's the way I would look at it, a combination of the two. But Roundup kills all, non-selective vegetation killers, and the, the the weed killers should take out the foliage that's there, should should take care of it for you. Well, I'll try to emerge it. I appreciate it. All right, good talking to you. Yeah, that, again, that's a, they're biennials, uh, but they come back up and see, get foliage the first year, and it's great-looking foliage. And then you get the big plant the second year with the flower and the seed head on the top. You do not, that's one thing you do not, with any kind of weed, and sometimes if we can't figure out what the weed is, you kind of let it start to flower so you can see the, the flower and then determine what the weed is. But you never want to let them go to seed. Don't let them flower go to seed. Uh, that's the first step in getting them under control. And then you go after it and then go from there. But again, some of those seeds, if they've been doing it for years, can be in that soil and be viable for many, many years after that. And that's where pre-emergent herbicides um, can help you out uh, in that particular situation. Don in Louisiana. Don, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. And yourself? Great. Good. Yes, fine. Thank you. I, I uh, live up in uh, northwest Louisiana, in the kind of the top corner, Shreveport area. And I want to get your opinion of uh, what I need to do to save these uh, two shrubs that uh, I have. They're, they're like they frame the two edges of the house. They're very large. Um, I believe they're wax leaf ligustrums or mm -hmm. privet. Privet. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know the difference between those two, but it's, they're one or the other. They're about 22 years old, kind of cut in a fashion of like a cone or a Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. They're about eight feet, eight and a half feet tall right now. Okay. And last winter, we had that real hard freeze spell that came in, and <clears throat> both of them took a hit where they dropped all their leaves, uh, but they came back. Uh, they didn't come back real nice and thick. They were kind of, um, you know, skimpy looking, but they were. you could tell they were coming back, and you know, they were probably 80, 90% full. Uh, and, um, you know, I was 
making sure they were watered, uh, especially we've had about 40 days of hot weather here of, of over 100. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how you guys have stood that so far. Yeah, it's it's, wow. it's been hot. <laughs> Woo. As I'm getting older, it's 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 harder. Uh, but uh, anyway, these uh, on one of them, um, I noticed yesterday that there was uh, about three or four areas about the size of foot round. Well, it really went in a circle. There's no shape to it, but it's died. The leaves are dropping out. They're dying, and it seems like the stems are dying back to what had been growing there. Mm-hmm. Um, just across the plant from top to bottom, there's areas where it's died back. I wanted to get your thoughts about it. You know, is it what I need to do to save it? Yeah, two things I would look at it. And, you know, what's funny is not it's not funny, but we, we experienced that as well. Even in the Midwestern states, now the further north you got, the less they had experienced that. Plants were able to harden off sooner, and so we didn't have it. But from, from you know, you get mid-Ohio and further south all the way down to you guys, um, that blast just did a number on a bunch of plants. And we're still seeing the results, you know, after effects from that at this stage, even here with a lot of plants that are just continuing to die back. And what we have found in some cases, um, you know, the tissue damage was so severe from that, that that even though they were able to push out new growth, they're just still losing a piece here and a piece there. We are also seeing in some situations where that winter damage also set them up or made them more susceptible to some stem blights that you can get or stem cankers that will continue to cause plants to uh, to to uh, pieces of the plants to, to, to die out. So all I can suggest you do at this stage twofold is Obviously, you have to clip out what's dying out. I mean, that's if it's dying and it's dead, clip it out. But what you also might want to do is take some samples of some of those, and we're doing that with, especially with boxwood here right now, which is getting some of the stem cankers, to find out exactly if that's what it is. So we're clipping those out. Um, you can go to, um, uh, I, I don't know, LSU or some of, the, some of the colleges would have plant labs where you can actually have them tested and find out whether you've gotten into some kind of a stem canker or some kind of a blight in addition to the winter damage. And if that's the case, and sometimes you have to spray, treat, do something a little bit different to try to get that into check. But bottom line is you're going to continue to clip that out and get rid of it. And, you know, what's left of that plant, coming? those two plants coming in the springtime after you've gone through your, your, your winter, before they start to put out new growth, that's when you want to go in and do a kind of a final cleanup. And, and, and don't be hesitant to cut those back pretty hard. The good thing about those is they respond nicely to a hard pruning. So if they're still nice, and, you know, they're thin, they never really filled out as nice, um, that would be the case where then in the springtime, before the new growth comes out, you could go in and shear them back a little bit harder. What that does is then helps to force out more new growth to the inside make them a little bit fuller, and get them into that rejuvenation process of trying to rejuvenate and come back out again. And then you get the new growth that comes out, and they start to look a little bit better. But, again, if it continues on with the dieback, you've either got severe leftovers from the winter damages or you may have some stem cankers that have moved in, and if that's the case, it would be nice to find out. Take some, take some samples of some of the ones you cut Maybe even go to a local independent garden center if you've got one close by there, a local nursery. Show it to them. I'm sure they're experiencing the same thing. They can tell you whether or not we've gotten into those stem cankers or check with your local extension office, and they can tell you as well. But that may be what you're experiencing there. Okay. Okay. 
So what and, you're so what you're doing, clipping them back and cleaning them out. That's all you can do at this stage. Uh, and again, okay. like I say, the rejuvenation pruning would be done not this fall, but it would be done in the springtime before the new growth comes out. But in the meantime, I tell you, Don, I'd be taking a couple samples of some of those pieces that are continuing to die back. Let somebody look at it or tell tell you where a lab would be that you could send some samples in, uh, and, and try the extension. Uh, you know your, okay. your Louisiana Extension offices, or yeah, try a local independent yes. garden center because they're probably experiencing the same thing. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you. One one other quick question: Do you have a suggestion to get rid of uh, zircada killer wasps? Uh, you they know, seem to have moved in a, into just a few. You know, again, I think the thing about the cicada killer wasps is the fact that they don't want you, and they're not coming after you unless you disturb them. The female. Um, they really don't want to. They don't want you. They they don't pay any attention to you. Sometimes they can be. They'll come up and kind of buzz you a little bit. But otherwise, it's not. It's a nuisance more than anything else. They're actually doing a favor for you, uh, taking oh. care of the cicadas. So if you can tolerate them, that's a good thing. If not, look at where they nest, and you can, you know, you can spray that area. You can dust it with an insecticide that's toxic to bees. I mean, you can do that. You can keep it wet. You know, keep the, the area wet so they don't nest in there. I mean, there's other things you can do, but for the most part, um, if they show up on the edges of my landscape beds or whatever, I leave them alone because I know what they do, and I know they're really not after me. Okay. All right. Well, All right. I appreciate the information. All right, Don, good luck. with And Thanks, do sir. me a favor, Don. If you find out that that is some kind of a stem canker, let me know because I'm sure other people are experiencing that as well. Sure. Thank you, sir. All right, Don, good Enjoy talking to you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Quick break, we come back. Eileen and Mary Pat, you're coming up next here in the Garden with Ron Wilson. Help for the do-it-yourself gardener at 1-800-823-TALK. You're in the Garden with Ron Wilson. Remodeling your basement into a rec room, office, or home gym? Well, don't forget to ventilate those spaces to protect your home from decay. The Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges trapped, dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. I've had an Easy Breathe in my home for about 10 years now, and the air in our finished basement always feels fresh and clean. So take charge of your indoor air like I did and own an Easy Breathe Ventilation System. Get it installed now or do-it-yourself kits also available. Call 866-822-7328. Visit EasyBreathe.com. Hi, it's Gary Selman here. Does your home sidewalk get slippery when wet? Your pool deck peeling? Or is your garage floor grungy? Tackle those unsightly surfaces with Dice Coating's TrackSafe Anti-Slip Color Coat. Add color and slip resistance over pavers, concrete, pre-painted floors, and more. All you have to do is paint. Dice Coating's pre-mixed formulas are odorless, easy to apply, and fast-drying. Plus, they're designed to resist sun, snow, water, foot, and vehicle traffic. Plan your next project at DiceCoatings.com. That's DiceCoatings.com. Whether you're relaxing at home, at the lake, or hitting the road this summer, Terremender is your best travel companion it's an adhesive for repairing tears in all types of clothing fabrics leather vinyl footwear and buttons tear mender can repair outdoor furniture fabric awnings umbrellas tents and backpacks even boat cushions it's one product you got to have this summer tear menders available at your local hardware store amazon or find a store at tearmender.com for more make, do, and mend solutions and ideas. The Jaws Just Add Water System family knows that back-to-school time can be stressful. So much to do, so little time, and that's why they created their back-to-school cleaning kit. 
Now, it comes with four amazing cleaners in a convenient caddy, microfiber towels, and a special gift. Gary's favorite glass cleaners included, along with multi-purpose cleaner, foaming bathroom cleaner, and disinfectant. So get your kit today at JawsCleans.com. Enter promo code Gary for 20% off. Available for a limited time, JawsCleans.com. Talking gardening, 800-823-8255. Real quick before we go back to the gardening phone lines. Um, I saw a survey done this past week, uh, you know, it's, uh, talking about gardeners and Gen Xs and all that. And one of the biggest problems that gardeners have out there, especially newer gardeners, and uh, two things that they don't, that, that they have problems with, they, they hate killing plants. Just take it personally, and you can't do that sometimes. Uh, you know, sometimes it happens. I've killed plenty of plants, trust me. Uh, and the other thing that you? troubles, yeah, trust me, on purpose sometimes and not on purpose sometimes. But the other thing that had really bothers a lot of gar- gardeners, one of the top two things, one is killing plants. But the top issue is figuring out how to water. And, you know, we talk about that all the time. And I can see where it can become very frustrating um, trying to get the hang of how you water plants. How do you know when to water? How do you know when not to water? Especially when it comes to newly planted trees and shrubs. I see so many this time of the year, especially coming through the summer season where someone put in that arborvitae hedge or a hedge of plants or whatever, and especially the evergreens, and just not able to water them properly to get them through the summer season and wind up losing them. Once they start to turn extensively brown, you can't stop it. It's a done deal. They're damaged. They're done. And it all is the bottom line is is mostly being underwatered. Now, every now and then, we will find somebody that just waters them every day and soaks and soaks and soaks, and those plant roots never have a chance to breathe, and that takes out the plant. But it's more underwatering than it is overwatering. And the only thing I can suggest to you, a couple things. One is soak it, make sure the root ball's totally soaked, let it get close to dry, and totally soak it. And forget about any rainfall that comes through. Just pretend it never came through, and let that be an addition too. And, and then you always physically check. Try moisture meters. Moisture meters, put that in the root ball of the plant two or three places. Get a general reading. Not the soil around it, but in the immediate root ball itself. So many times the soil around the plant may have moisture, but the root ball, especially if it's a really root-bound plant that was in a container, hard time getting that water to penetrate, it may not have the moisture inside. So watering has, is, is a major, major issue. I totally get it. But I think the thing to try to remember is soak them, and we're talking immediate root ball. Soak it really well. Let it get close to drying out. Soak it again. Let them breathe. Soak. Let them breathe. Soak. And you've got to do that for the first couple years, I'm telling you, until they get the, uh, some kind of a root system established. And then you still got to keep with them when it gets hot and dry, drought situation. you got to stick with them as far as watering. But I know it's very tricky, but, the, yeah, they said 87% of gardeners 
uh, period, especially the new gardeners, um, either overwater or underwater their plants and have a really hard time trying to figure out exactly how to water. And I get it. And if you have questions, uh, you know, let me know, and I'll try to help you out um, as much as I can. To Newport, Mary Pat, good morning. Good morning, Ron. Hi. Hey, um, my question is about the the fungus on the fungal diseases on tomato plants that turn their leaves yellow. Mm-hmm. I had two tomatoes this year that were horrible with that, and one of them was right next door to them, and it did not have the same problem. Same. I used copper fungicide. I snipped off all the bottom leaves, the yellow ones, and um, I just hate that. That's the worst <laughs> part of gardening for me. Yeah, and and to, and you want know, It's funny that tomatoes are the number one vegetable that we all grow, but yet it's the easiest for getting leaf diseases and having other issues, and, and it's very frustrating. Did two things I would like for you to do next year. One is. You know, and, and timely sprayings, you use those fungicidal applications as a preventer, obviously, rather than a curative. Um, once they start on there, sometimes it's hard to get it to stop. But once you start to see something showing up on those, either take some samples to the extension office or um, get some pictures of them, email them to us or somebody, get to a local garden center. Let's try to identify which ones they are because there are different fungicides that we may use or different timing we could use as well. Um, again, you know, crop rotation, mulch over the top to keep it from splashing up. There's lots of things to do. Email me, and I'll send you back some information about those and try to help you out as much as I can because we've got to take a break. And coming up next, Buggy Joe Boggs here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Gardening questions? Ron has the answers at 1-800-823-TALK. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. Hey, Gary Selvin here for the plumbing pros at Roto-Rooter Plumbing and Water Cleanup. They've been trusted and recommended for almost 90 years, coast to coast. Roto-Rooter fixes clogged drains, leaky faucets, and running toilets. They repair water heaters, garbage disposals, sump pumps, and just about any other residential or commercial plumbing problem. I use Roto-Rooter at my house, and you should too. Call 1-800-GET-ROTO or go to rotorooter.com to learn more. Hey, Gary Selvin here for Odor Exit. Recently, I received an email from a woman in Louisiana who had six inches of standing water in her home. After the water receded, she had a horrible smell she thought she'd never get rid of. Well, she visited odorexit.com and bought Moms and AQM to oxidize the mold and stop the stench. She used it on her floors, walls, and personal items. She even washed their clothes and toys with Moms and the Eliminator Concentrate and the odor was gone. Visit OdorExit.com. That's OdorExit.com.
Welcome back. You're in the garden with Ron Wilson. And guess what? It's time for the Buggy Joe Boggs Report. That would be Joe Boggs, assistant professor, commercial order coach educator for the Ohio State University Extension, OSU Department of Entomology, poster boy for OSU Extension, co-creator of Mothra Coffee Emporium, the website bygl.osu.edu. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Commonsensical himself, Buggy Joe Boggs. <laughs> you out? I can't believe it. What, what I, can't totally, you believe? It was totally. <laughs> Football is upon us. It, it is. has arrived. It has. <laughs> but at the same time, can you believe? Nine, what, how many 90s did you rattle out? What did you say? Well, there were three the there, and I think they're all scheduled for next week. So crazy stuff. Oh, my goodness. Crazy stuff. Is it really September? Yeah. Is no. it September? I but, don't know. You know, you always figure when kids go back to school, there's somewhere in that next two-week period that it gets hot. I mean, think it's back true. when we went to it school. There was always a couple, a couple right there. It always got hot for a few days, and then it was all over. And, and just and then they you know back then they hadn't invented air conditioning. No, they I mean, had not. We sat on, we, we sat on blocks have, of ice. Yeah, they didn't even have fans <laughs> in the windows. Oh my goodness! So, so what is what's the top story this week? What's the biggest story that you've heard this week? For me, yeah. Well, I think you outdid yourself on this beagle posting of a selected assortment of oak galls. I just, I just want to bring that one up. What's it? 132 pages. <laughs> well, and then plus, you know, the literature cited. So all the scientific. Well, wait to get to the daughter report. Uh, yeah, I just got that. I, I didn't have a chance. I didn't have a chance to print that one out. So I haven't, I haven't seen that I one even, yet. I, I even had to put a preface in there warning people that this is one of my longer ones. So it's. I don't know. <laughs> but the, you know, you're right. The gall one's pretty long, but it it covers it covers. All those galls. And, of course, you can find this uh, twofold, one on our website, ronwilsononline.com. But go to Beagle, bygl.osu.edu, a selected assortment of oak galls. You will love it. <laughs> yeah. it's. I just. I had to do it. It's, uh, it's that time of year. I mean, obviously, I, I couldn't include every one of the over 700 galls that we can find on oaks in North America, right? But no. at the end... No, no, that would be that would be a just a bit too long even for me, right? Yeah, just I think maybe, so. maybe a little over the top. But as a matter of fact, it's interesting because to me that I only talked about galls in a single genus of wasp gall makers, and even with that, you know, you look at the range of what they do. I mean, I have to admit that oak rosette gall. Which I really want to call the pineapple gall. Doesn't it, didn't that look like a little pineapple coming up on the oak? Um, yes. Kinda. Yeah. I mean, if the you close tentacled one eye oak and sort acorn of gall. The other. It does. <laughs> well, well, it's kind of rounded on the bottom, though. But that's yeah. Kind of yeah, pineapple looking. Yeah, it looks a little pineapple looking. Yeah, the, okay. That rosette. I'm it, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong yeah. one. I was at the uh, ro- the um, tentacled oak gall. Oh, yes. Not yes, the oak I, rosette. I, <laughs> now I see the oak rosette. Yeah. had to go back through here. Yes. Well, very, didn't you like trivial. the Wilson oak acorn gall? I like them all. When you talk about- I like them all. <laughs> well, they are interesting. But, you know, going, I, I haven't posted on this. In fact, I, 
I meant to post on it earlier in the season, and you can probably remind me, yes, Joe, you also were going to post on robber flies, but but I got carried away with the Gauls and Daughter. I'm sorry. That's just, it just you know, they were shiny things. By the way, that's D-O-D-D-E-R, not daughter. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's a, that is a fascinating parasitic plant. It's always fascinating. It looks like fishing line. You know, if you're walking around, uh, usually – Usually, uh, in, well, almost always in full sun. I've never seen daughter in D O D D E R. Good for you in the woods. I mean, come to think of it, have you? I mean, no, I've never. I think I have. I've, oh, no, I think it's usually always in full sun, and they have to attach to other plants to make a living. It's called an obligate parasite. They're obliged to attach to to plants to make a living, but. I've always thought what was fascinating about daughter is that they can attach to a wide range of plants. I mean, different plant orders, you know, in that, uh, in the posting, uh, I talk about a couple of years ago, I came across, across uh, some daughter and, and it really, I said it in the alert, it, it really did look like tangled fishing line to the point, Ron, when I first saw it, because I was on the edge of a lake, I was walking along the shore of a lake uh, and and I really did think it was just a, a pile of fishing line that somebody got, you know, well, I can't, you know, this, this reel isn't working well. I could just see, you know, kind of yeah, like. You just rip it out and toss yeah, it in the shrubs. You just rip it out. Yeah, yeah, just the way we used to do with the tape cassettes, right? You know, you see oh, about yeah. a road with all my unwound and everything. So like anyway, said, what's that? I, um, Give me a pencil to stick in there to <laughs> rewind that know. thing up. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a voice of experience. Give me a pencil and we'll rewind that up. It was a perfect I, little island ranch you put in there, and it, it just wound those back up for you. It was. It was a number two pencil. And yeah. you just, where was I? I can't I I took this off. But, <laughs> but that daughter was attached to calorie pear, goldenrod, and poison ivy. Now, think about that. You know, all the tendrils, uh, the stems of daughter look like, as I said, look like fishing line or tendrils and and they were all attached to three different plants in three different, and not just plant families, but plant orders. I mean, way up the taxonomic ladder. Hmm. And here's what is to me very fascinating. When they attach to these different plants, the, the daughter almost becomes, you know, almost becomes like a, like a, well, I call it the daughter web. You know, it's almost like a, a telephone lines. And as a matter of fact, I, I, if I had a picture, you know, those old pictures where you see, you know, in, in New York City or Chicago or maybe Cincinnati where you you see, a te- you know, a couple telephone poles. And I mean, it's just nothing but, but power lines and telephone lines, right? Mm-hmm. Just a big me- – well, daughter, if I, if I could find a place like that to take a picture, of course, that's been cleaned up over the years – more or less, but I, I would take the picture to put in that article because daughter does act like a communication uh, web. And let's say uh, a plant starts getting attacked, you know, by caterpillars. As a matter of fact, this is, I cite some research where that's what the researchers found that a plant gets attacked by caterpillars. Another plant connected on the daughter web gets the signal that that plant is being attacked and it raises its defenses. And what the researchers found was when they put the caterpillars on the pre-warned plant, the caterpillars could not feed as well. Hmm. It uh, it actually had raised its defenses. So, 
so it's kind of a fascinating thing. The downside is that same communication network, literally, just like, <laughs> just like uh, you know, our web, our web can spread viruses and other plant path- pathogens. Uh, so that's kind of a downside to daughter, but uh, it's a fascinating plant. And I went way off the subject because I was going to talk about another gall, and uh, it's one I haven't posted on, but it's one that I've been getting quite a few emails about. And at first, people would just say a gall on ash. And of course, we've lost a lot of ash trees to emerald ash borer. However, mm-hmm. you know, a lot are coming back. We've talked about that before. And of course, people did treat ash trees. So they have, there's a lot of ash trees out there, actually. Mm-hmm. And, and the gall that I'm going to be talking about looks like broccoli hanging off the tree. Broccoli on my ash tree? Broccoli on my ash tree. Huh. Yes, if you hear that, yes, we're going to talk about that. Right. What after is, the break? Is, is that, that the big thing? Is that the big news for this week? Well, no. Okay, I was just curious the, what that was. Big, well, well, I guess well, we'll find out after the break. That, okay, we'll get that after the break. By the way, doesn't daughter start from seed? It does, which I think is always I unusual. Always, it, it is, an, it, you know, that's a, a very good question. It is a uh, considered summer annual, but even that's kind of a strange thing because occasionally the daughter will go inside the host plant and create kind of like, like a little gall. I mean, it's, it's not called a gall. Occasionally it'll go in there and hide out, and uh, there's, there's been some research done on that. And also, you know, I even observed it on Black Willow. I have some pictures of that. Uh, but by and large, it is a it is a summer annual. It has to to uh, the seeds have to sprout every spring. Mm-hmm. Then it has to sniff out a host, and it literally does. It actually follows it follows uh, chemicals emitted by hosts, and it can separate a good host like tomato from a bad host like wheat. So interesting. Again, it's kind of a, it's a it's a long posting, but again, you'll but well you'll find worth it. it. Hopefully. Hopefully fascinating. But well worth it. And by the way, I saw one yesterday, one more fall webworm in one tree. Crazy, crazy stuff. It's crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy stuff. It's really unusual. Speaking of which, we'll take a break and come back with more crazy stuff from Buggy Joe Boggs here in the garden with Ron Wilson. Landscaping made easier with your personal yard boy. He's in the garden and he's Ron Wilson. The Jaws Just Add Water System family knows that back-to-school time can be stressful. So much to do, so little time, and that's why they created their back-to-school cleaning kit. Now, it comes with four amazing cleaners in a convenient caddy, microfiber towels, and a special gift. Gary's favorite glass cleaners included, along with multi-purpose cleaner, foaming bathroom cleaner, and disinfectant. So get your kit today at JawsCleans.com and our promo code Gary for 20% off. Available for a limited time, JawsCleans.com. Well, now you can check your backup sump pump from your smartphone, thanks to the innovations from the Zoller Pump Company. I've been really impressed with Zoller's Aquanaut Fit 508. The Fit comes equipped with Z-Control, allowing you to test and monitor your backup remotely from your tablet or smartphone, giving you real-time peace of mind that your home is protected. 
That's not just convenience. That's confidence. Protect your home from flooding with Zoller's Aquanaut Fit 508. And for more info, visit ZollerPumps.com. Welcome back. Time for part two of the Buggy Joe Boggs Report. That would be Joe Boggs from OSU Extension. Website Beagle, B-Y-G-L. Dot OSU dot edu. Sir. Hello. Hello. Sir. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I was listening to Nothing Much Happens, and I, I kind of dozed off. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna have to get that to- app sometime. I, I, it's on the iHeart app. Just download just, the podcast. You just, all you have to do is, yeah, go to the iHeart app. You got it. I, I, you know, there was a little, I mean, the, 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 uh, the speaker, I mean, I have to say her voice is, it's unlike us. I mean, we wake people up, right? They just, we, what the heck? Her, yeah. Hey, what the heck is that? Her voice was so soothing. I, I'm serious. I sit here thinking, whoa, well, that I saw could Dan, really, Dan, that really well, could. The Durango kid was nodding during that commercial. Every time it comes yeah, on, he starts nodding yeah. forward. I, that's what happened. I mean, I when my head hit the keyboard of the computer and made a funny sound, that's what woke me up. I tell you, uh, I love it. <laughs> oh goodness! So, so for the last two hours of of the show, right? Is, there, is this the super extended show? Yeah, the extended show. <laughs> you know, I started off, and there's going to be there is going to be a segue here. So get ready for it. You I'm, have your seatbelts on. I had, I'm, I'm buckled okay, in. Okay, so. So at the end of the daughter, D-O-D-D-E-R, Beagle posting, I I show some pictures of something, Ron, that I've never, ever seen before. I was looking at the daughter, and there were these little round structures. I mean, they were uh, sort of elongate and kind of round. They were the same color as the, as the daughter stems. And, I, and I'd never seen these before, and I was thinking, you know, is this part of this is something kind of normal? Um, and of course, I couldn't recall ever reading about something like that. And then it hit me when you see abnormal plant growth. What do, what comes to mind? We already talked about it today. Is a gall, mm-hmm. and that's what galls are. They are their plant. You know, it's plant tissue. It's abnormal plant growth that's produced under the direction of a gall maker, something that's living. And sure enough, when I got back and started, you know, looking into it, I came across there is a weevil, which weevils are beetles with, you know, with snouts and their mouth parts are on the end of their snout. There is a weevil that makes, that produces galls on daughter. And I've, if, I mean, I'm waiting for people to get up off the floor after they just passed out say by being, what? you know, so surprised, say, what? <laughs> exactly. The vast majority of gall makers are not I mean, are not beetles. Uh, they're wasps. I mean, more wasp galls than just about anything else. Or areified mites, like what I was going to be talking about when I segue to ash, or midge flies. But if you do a web search, and I did this, and any any listeners could just go on and just say, you know, beetle galls. It, it, it's just you'll find very few, just a handful. 
It turns out, though, this, this beetle, but it's a weevil, that, and all weevils are beetles. It turns out uh, that the, be the weevils in the genus have a worldwide distribution. And as far as I can tell, they are the only gall maker on, on daughter. So that was, a, hmm. that was a, a real surprise. And, of course, you know, kind of interesting thing from you know, something new. But something that isn't new, segue time, is this, these broccoli-like structures that hang from ash stems. Or it looks like they're hanging from the stems. Mm -hmm. What they're really hanging from are, are nodes where we would normally see flower parts. And so these are called ash flower galls. And that's very important because anything that attacks a flower, it really doesn't hurt the, the, the plant, does it? I mean, the flowers are... Yes, they're involved in reproduction, but it doesn't hurt the health of the plant because it's not robbing the plant of anything. So the galls are produced by little tiny mites that we call areophyid mites. And we have a couple of different versions uh, of these areophyid flower galls on ash. One looks like broccoli. Uh, the, other, <laughs> the other looks like cauliflower. Isn't that is something vegetable-like in this whole thing, right? So one is green and one but is not, white. Well, no, it's the shape of it. There, you know I how, know, like yeah, a, I just you know, broccoli flora. Yeah. Well, no, it, but it, it, that's a good point. I didn't think about that before. Actually, they they were intensely green a little earlier. Now they're starting. They're just starting to turn brown. Eventually, they'll turn black. And frankly, it's usually in late fall to to winter when people really notice them. You know, after the ash drop their leaflets, right. leaves and leaflets after, and then see all these black things in the tree in it, and it's uh, it, it, they're very striking looking, and you can see them very from a distance, but they cause no harm to the plant or to the tree, which is important because we really don't have, to my knowledge, I've never come across any kind of a effective control. As a matter of fact, ash trees that are being treated. Uh, to protect them against emerald ash borer, very often do have these galls. So it shows that that uh, you know the insecticides used to protect ash trees don't kill the areophyid mites. On the other hand, since it doesn't really hurt the tree, well, you know you kind of don't need to worry about them. And you know maybe just say that that's kind of a an added ornamental value to the tree is does that work ron can we no. convince people of that no not on that <laughs> no, one no powdery mildew no. maybe <laughs> yeah because it has a true. nice silver color on top of the leaf it is it is and and again i think okay we can do the same thing with ash trees though let's just rename these trees i can't think of a good name but if we if we act like this is normal I've said that before. You can put a sign in front of anything yeah. and, and get away with it, right? I could. <laughs> now, you know what? That that stuff hangs on there for a long time. That doesn't fall off quickly. Oh, no, it doesn't. As a matter of fact, next spring, you'll still find, you know, the blackened uh, inflorescent galls hanging on the trees or flower galls is really, uh, yeah, they hang on for a long time. And, um, and usually uh, they don't really fall off until, you know, the, we start seeing new growth next season, and right. then they start kind of breaking off. But uh, yeah, you're you're right. It it does it it is there through the winter, but it is unfortunate. I don't have, and I'm not aware of anything that uh, uh, that will you know that will take care of the erythiads. 
I mean, even some pretty uh, serious insecticides, some that are injected, um, imamectin benzoate, for example, uh, doesn't appear to have any effect on the mites. Joe just made that up. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, 3.30 today. That's the big time. I know where you're going to be. Is the time. Yes. In yes. your recliner. I, yes, I will be in my, re- well, I'll be in my recliner, but I'll be ready to, to jump up and walk around a little bit, right? I, I know you will. Joe Boggs, always a pleasure. <laughs> great information. And go Bucks. Go Bucks. Take care and have a great week, Ron. Right, you too. Thanks to all of our callers, our sponsors, our special guests. Thanks, of course, to our producer, Danny Gleason, because without Danny, none of this stuff would happen now. Do yourself a favor. Plant a tree or two or three this fall. Keep planting those native plants. Be pollinator-friendly. Pamper your worms. Get your kids and dogs involved with gardening. By all means, make this the best Labor Day weekend of your life. See ya. How is your garden growing? Call Ron now at 1-800-823-TALK. You're listening to In the Garden with Ron Wilson. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.